football fans, welcome back to the Fourth and a Mile podcast alongside my good friends, Bradley and Jeremy. My name is Josh, and we appreciate you all tuning in. So as you can probably tell from that intro, Brady is on his one-year anniversary uh, vacation uh, to Jamaica, so he is not going to be joining us today. But uh, Bradley and Jeremy, how are we doing today? We're doing great. Pretty soaking up the sun. I mean, it's beautiful <laughs> in Minnesota as well. It's prime golfing season, prime summertime here um it's also busy in the nfl world too we got a lot of fantasy football stuff to go over we're gonna do some either or segment and then obviously naturally we always do our summertime uh early 2023 awards and then we'll debut a new segment so uh stay tuned for that jeremy how are you doing oh i'm doing good i mean i'm not doing as well as brady probably is right now (laughs) right that's very true pretty good Likewise. Well, uh, let's start with our segment because we do have a, a packed show. It's either or. So essentially what we did is we looked at, um, I think Fantasy Pros had four different fantasy football sectors that have combined like an ADP. And so we're just going to choose players that are similar in ADP and who we would prefer. So the first one is DeAndre Swift and Alvin Kamara. Um, so who do you guys prefer out of these two? I think for me, it's Alvin Kamara. Um, I think there's less questions about his involvement on the offense and it being a better, just an overall better offense. Uh, whereas like with DeAndre Swift, there was quite a bit of injuries with the skill position players in that offense last year. So I, I don't know. I think um, there's, it's a safer pick and we've seen the upside with Kamara as well. So you're kind of getting the best of both worlds with him. Yeah. I'm, I'm on the Kamara side as well. I mean, I think we've talked about both these players um, a decent amount as we started to preview and you go back and listen to our consensus uh, RB rankings from a couple of weeks ago. Um, but Kamara they, and Swift, they both do very similar things and will do similar things for their offense. Sure. Now, similar, what Josh touched on is that in, in our opinions, we would say Kamara has uh, a better chance of more volume just because of Jamal Williams being there and what they've already shown that they would do in their offense with Kamara. So I, I think to get him at, you know, 16, eight or, you know, whatever it is, you know, 16 overall um, as my RB five, like I'd, I'd feel pretty good about that. Yeah. Uh, just piggyback off. I'm also Alvin Kamara. I have him as my third overall running back. So I feel phenomenal about where he is. I just have the feeling that the, the narrative on Jameis Winston is protect the football. You have an elite defense. Don't take unnecessary chances. And for me, that screams checkdowns. Um, yep. Alvin Kamara is about as good as it gets about getting the ball behind the line of scrimmage and making five, 10 yards, 15 yards out of the play. So I think he is in for a lot of work in the receiving end. And also as far as a running perspective. So uh, Kamara seems like a home run hit for me this year. Totally agree with that. So our second one is kind of a position <clears throat> difference. Uh, Keenan Allen being the wide receiver here and then Saquon Barkley being the running back here. Jeremy, I know you've been always high on Barkley. I'm just curious on where you're at on this one. Yeah, so I I mean, I have dropped him. I mean, I have him about my RB14. Um, but in, in, com- in comparing these two and where they're being drafted, I think to get a, a running back with the potential ceiling that I think Barkley still uh, provides. Now, not I don't think he's going to hit as high of a rate as maybe you would have thought originally a couple of years ago, but to be able to have a running back at that position with the ceiling that he provides, I would lean Bar- the Barkley side on this. Uh, but obviously Keenan Allen has been uh, ultra uh, efficient and effective and consistent where what you're looking, I think at this point, if you lean the Barkley side, it's, it's that elite high end production that I think Barkley could give you if he stays healthy or plays 14 games. 
Likewise for me. Um, I think Keenan Allen is a phenomenal fantasy producer. If he's your wide receiver too, you are over the moon. Um, but I just don't think he has that top end outcome uh, for him just because he's more of a possession guy. He's not usually a huge touchdown producer. Whereas Barkley, like that is you're swinging for the fences with a Barkley pick uh, where he's seen that he can do it before. Maybe he's a little bit healthier now, a new head coach that can maybe bring some more energy to that offense. I'm going Barkley. I'm taking Keenan here. We talked last week about how uh, Keenan Allen and like the Mike Evans of the world are their are the epitome of consistency. And Very Keenan much. Allen shows that day in and day out, year in, year out. Now, counterpart, Saquon Barkley, if he's going in the third round and you're able to snag like a, a Derrick Henry and maybe even like a Devontae Adams in the second round and you're going for a home run pick, I think Barkley has the upside to be a top five running back. And certainly if your first two picks are what you call safe, like swing for the fences on Barkley. I think totally. he has an opportunity to be an absolute elite fantasy player this year, just because he's capable as far as receiving back and who knows what Daniel Jones is going to bring, but we know that Brian Dable likes Jeremy's to bring dude. an offense. <laughs> Brian Dable likes to bring an offense that throws the football. So he could see a very big uptick in passing volume. Totally agree. Next one. Uh, we have Deontay Johnson. Uh, versus Cam Akers. This one's an interesting one. I'm I'm curious on where your guys' head is on this one. I I am not I'm not very in on Cam Akers. Uh, I don't obviously what he did and as far as uh, turn around his health was just like unbelievable. The fact that he even played at all last year, um, and and I would assume that that's part of the reason why he did not look very good as far as efficiency. <clears throat> uh, so I would expect some of that to bounce back. However, you know, they do have a decent amount of miles to feed there. They did draft, um, they drafted Kyron Williams, right? The Rams did mm -hmm. yep. fourth round. So, I mean, like, it's not that they looked at the running back position and thought we're totally set here. So clearly there's a little bit of that there as well. And I just, yeah, I just am not super in now on the flip side of that, Deontay Johnson, I wouldn't say I'm super in on either, but as far as what you're getting at this point in the draft, uh, I probably went just knowing my preferences. I probably went running back early. So now to be able to have Deontay Johnson as potential, you're maybe wide receiver two at this point uh, with the consistency that he's provided, you probably aren't looking for that top end, but now you have a guy that you could probably count on, uh, you know, for seven, eight targets a game, maybe nine to 10, you know, different things like that. So I would lean Deontay Johnson at this point. I think this one is super interesting because based on some of the other prompts that we have on ADP, my answer is neither. Like I, I'm going to pick one, but like, I don't like either of these values at ADP. I think Deontay Johnson, like there's, he's either going to have Mitch Trubisky throwing in the ball or a, a rookie quarterback. And then Pat Fryermuth, Claypool, Najee Harris, George Pickens, not the greatest situation for him this year. And so I'm going to Cam Akers based on just, it's the positional, um, scarcity that is running backs and hopefully he's just healthy on an awesome offense so i'm going cam makers yeah i'm also going cam makers two reasons why um first one when sean mcveigh has an rb1 that he enjoys he feeds him the ball a lot todd Gurley, when he won his when he had his breakout season he just got force fed the ball daryl henderson last year was a very good fantasy piece. And I think Cam Akers can do the same, but this is more so about me kind of being out on Deontay Johnson this year. Um, there is a stat about rookie quarterbacks. And if this is um, drawn a blank on, oh, Kyle Pickett or Kenny Pickett, not Kyle Pickett. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but uh, rookie quarterbacks really struggle to house wide receiver ones. And the podcast that I was listening to, they said it from like 2008 to 2018, there was five total. So I kind of put a bow on that and looked at 2019 and 2020 and 2021. And there was no quarterback that housed a wide receiver one in those three years as well. And, and so that's even with Justin Herbert having a phenomenal season, Ken, or, uh, Keenan Allen was wide receiver 14 at that point. So I, I do worry that Deontay Johnson for being in this scenario, he's wide receiver 13. I, I struggle to find him finishing at wide receiver 13. Completely agree with that. So we got Terry McLaurin and DJ Moore up next. Josh, I know you're going DJ Moore. Just tell us why. So it's they both of them are in very similar situations where they're uber talented, just don't have amazing quarterback situations. I just think DJ's more talented. And especially if there's rumors Robbie Anderson's retiring potentially, like I saw uh, that come across the wire. So he's gonna just get even a, a bigger piece of the pie that you know I like to say. So I'm going DJ. Jeremy, you in on DJ or do you have McLaurin in this scenario? I believe I have them back to back in my rankings. Um, let me just double check that. Yeah, I have Terry at 18 and DJ Moore at 19. I will lean Terry just because his his quarterback situation is not getting worse uh, from last year. It is going to get better whether you believe That's in Carson Wentz or not. It's still getting better. Um, and Carson does like to find his guy, you know, so if he ends up being his guy, which – I don't know why he wouldn't be. Um, I think Terry provides uh, a pretty good floor and potential for a higher ceiling. Yeah, this one was tough for me just because DJ Moore and Terry McLaurin, I feel like from a skill standpoint, are, are very equal. And I think Carson Wentz is a little bit better of a quarterback, but I think they still have very below average quarterbacks. For me, what moved the needle is potentially some contract feuds going on with Terry McLaurin about not getting a long-term deal and that DJ Moore is already locked up. So I want DJ Moore just because I think he's going to go into camp with a contract, fresh mind. He's already had this quarterback, which does say something. So I think that moves the needle a little bit for me. That's a fair point for sure. So we have Clyde Edwards, Alaire versus uh, Brees Hall. Both are very similar in their ADP rankings. Um, I'll start here and I'll, I'll just go with Clyde Edwards, Alaire. Um, just because we don't know what to expect as far as Brees Hall um, in the receiving game. Um, and we know that there's a lot of vacated targets in Kansas City that I do feel like Clyde Edwards is going to pick up some of those. So I think his fantasy relevance will be better because of that. I could be convinced either way with this one. I think the Jets offense is going to be super interesting to watch like the first quarter of the year because you know, they have Zach Wilson, who had a probably below average rookie year based on his, you know, draft position last year. And they put him in a position to succeed. They got some good, um, you know, receivers and now picking up Brees Hall, a pretty talented running back. And so I'm probably leaning Brees Hall, but it's not very, I don't have a lot of vindication on that. If I went strictly by my rankings, I would go with, with Brees Hall. Um, but I, I do like Clyde's situation. I, I think you're going to get him at uh, much of a value compared to what you've been getting him at. Uh, and that, and you're not drafting him with your expectations, what it's been, right? Like yep. I think originally when he first, even when he was a rookie, he shot up draft boards because of his situation. And I, I think now you're probably drafting at him at where he should be and what his realistic ceiling was. 
Uh, and now with, as Bradley alluded to, all the vacated targets, like he will play some of that Daryl Williams role. And I, I think it could be very valuable like this, even without Tyree kill, this offense is still going to be great. And he still has Patrick Mahomes as his quarterback. So I think Clyde actually is potentially a very sneaky value. Do you think right, Ronald think- Jones scares you a little bit? Um, I think he'll be, I think he'll be really efficient. Like he normally has been. Uh, but in terms of what I think you're drafting Clyde for, no, because we know yeah, that Ronald Jones is game. not a pass catcher. At. No, he is not. What do we think Ronald Jones is? He's like he's got to be a mid tier RB two, right? Like he, it's not like he's top end RB two material on a team, correct? Right? No, I thought at first. Not fantasy wise. first, you're talking fantasy wise. No, no, yeah, no. I think he's a good. I think he's a good running back too. I think he mid. I think a mid running back two would be a good way to. Um, be able to put that so i would agree with that yeah i think he's gonna move the chains he's a bruiser he'll get you four and a half yards of carry you know four yards of carry which is exactly what you need him to and then um he's not gonna he's not gonna be a pass catcher for you it's funny that uh, we were talking this is going back to terry mclaurin dj moore um talk and i talked about the contract i just had something pop up on my phone that just said that mclaurin and commanders are reportedly far apart on a deal so it, it could honestly be a factor going into the season but josh back to what you were saying I saw that too. So I, I was going to bring that up. Oh, but, gotcha. Uh, um, I'll yeah. switch to uh, DJ Moore. <laughs> well, well, welcome. Welcome. Next, we got Jerry Judy and Mike Williams. So they have a similar ADP. I'm going to go Mike Williams. I think the ceiling is massive for Mike Williams being a really high touchdown guy with a young, attached to a really young quarterback that's incredibly talented. And he arguably might not even get the best, you know, corner on him. And so I think that's a situation where he could absolutely thrive. Yeah, I think Jerry Judy is sort of the flashier name here because we haven't seen him break out, break out yet. And we expect yeah. it. Um, yeah, break out. Uh, we haven't <laughs> seen him do that yet. Um, and with Mr. Unlimited, uh, we don't really know what that ceiling even looks like yet. So I think that's the more exciting one, but I'm, I'm going to go with Mike Williams here. Uh, I think he's been pretty uh, consistent, I would say. Now, obviously, his touchdown numbers are what has carried him. So that that number itself is a little bit more volatile. But with how uh, good their offense has been and is going to continue to be, and like Josh mentioned, with a young and uh, improving, still improving quarterback. True. And they also paid him to be a guy. So yep. it, it, he's going to be somebody that they focus around in terms of their, their offensive game plan. Uh, so I like Mike Williams here. Yeah, I'm, I'm hammering uh, Mike Williams on this one. I think he is poised to have a breakout season. And when you're at this area, um, this is like middle of the fifth round, end of the fifth round. Like you're looking at players that are trying to win you the fantasy league. Yep. And Mike Williams is one of those guys. Not to say Jerry Judy is not because I've always been a Jerry Judy guy, but we're just not sure what Jerry Judy is at this point. He's had some injury concerns. Mike Williams has been pretty good for the last couple of years and also injury concerns though let's be let's be fair with mike that, williams yes i would yeah i would say that there is but there's also a bigger sample size of mike williams um i don't know i, I guess i'm just completely in on mike williams this year i have him at 14 oh. overall oh yeah I just really think he could end up being the guy in denver too that's that's the thing like we know that justin herbert can support both mike williams and keenan allen we know that russell wilson can 
support two wide receivers. We just don't know which two receivers they're going to be. We assume that it's going to be Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy, but Tim Patrick is no slouch. KJ Hamler is more of a similar build to Tyler Lockett than what Jerry Judy is. So we just don't know which two it's going to be for Russell Wilson. We assume it. Albert O. (laughs) To even add to Bradley's point even further, uh, there isn't a world where Mike Williams, like there is a world where Mike Williams is the better fantasy receiver than Keenan Allen because yeah. Keenan Allen's bread and butter has been targets and the target the 20s, yeah. and, uh, Williams has been the touchdowns. So if that continues, like there's certainly a world where Mike Williams is the wide receiver one fantasy wise. I agree. I agree. Let's, let's go quarterbacks. Now we got an interesting quarterback matchup here. Uh, Dak Prescott or Jalen hurts. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty confident we're all going to probably say the same player, but uh, I'm just curious on where you guys are at. Definitely Jalen Hurts. Uh, I think the rushing upside is incredible for him this year. And you got, you know, sophomore year, Devonta Smith, another huge asset in AJ Brown, Dak lost Am- Amari Cooper. I just think the the arrow is pointing up for Jalen Hurts and the arrow is pointing down for Dak. So that's where I'm at. I, I'm with Jalen Hurts as well. It's probably a little closer than than Josh's, definitely. But um, I'm definitely with Jalen Hurts. I mean, uh, I don't know if you guys saw that picture floating around of the difference between size at uh, training camp, but it looks like Hurts is bulking up to get into the red, uh, get into the end zone even more. Really? Uh, which he looks significantly bigger. Um, and it, that, to me, says that there's a plan to do that, uh, which, again, only helps – solidify his rushing floor and you know you could look at that number and say you would expect that to go down based off of the amount of touchdowns and everything he was doing in the the red zone last year but uh seeming that there is some sort of plan there i would guess um you could expect that to be a little bit more consistent maybe this year as well yeah i also went jalen hurts i'm closer to jeremy than i am to josh about how it's it's closer than people think i have hurts as seven back as eight I, my personal opinion is that people are kind of going under the radar on Dak Prescott this year, just kind of as a, as a fantasy quarterback and just as a a quarterback, he's a very successful quarterback. Um, I think he's healthy this year. He had a healthy off season, which is important for him. Um, But when you look at just the surrounding pieces, you bring in a top 15 receiver for Jalen hurts and you lose Amari Cooper, Cedric Wilson, Michael Gallup is not fully healthy. Like, somebody's going to have to step up outside of CD lamb and, and who's that going to be only time will tell. So I think the consistency or of Jalen hurts plus the rushing upside, which both have rushing upside, Let, let's call it what it is. Dak does get rushing touchdowns. Um, I think Jalen, I lean Jalen hurts here. Uh, the thing that just, I think takes it away from me is he had almost 800 rushing yards last year, Jalen hurts. And that's basically throwing an extra top pass passing touchdown a game like that is just such a huge like buffer for him not having the accuracy that other quarterbacks could have yeah i agree i agree so let's go miles sanders or Allen robinson who are very close in their adp rankings man i would say miles sanders personally um i think this is a good range for him and i think running backs versus receivers are just so much easier I should say receivers are so much easier to replace than running backs. So if you're taking a flyer, which both of these guys more or less are at this point, I would lean the running back and Miles Sanders. Yeah, I, 
And this is a similar answer to my Deontay Johnson uh, versus Cam Akers one. And at this point, like in the draft, seeing, you know, we're talking about ADPs at 75 and 78 overall. Um, at this point in the draft, I have probably gotten more often than not, I've grabbed at least two running backs. And I'm probably looking for a, a value at wide receiver, um, a guy that has some high end potential. And I know the name of the game for Allen Robinson has been his uh, efficiency or his consistency, I should say, with the amount of targets he's gotten. That's that's why he was a top 10 guy. Um, it wasn't because of all the other numbers. It was because he was getting 140 or whatever targets. That number won't be that high. However, I do think we have seen wide receiver twos be very effective with Sean McVay. And I think that that can still be the case with Allen Robinson mixed with, I think he still has some talent in there. Um, obviously he didn't have a great year last year, but I could see him bouncing back and he provides that type of value at wide receiver in the middle rounds that you're kind of looking for as somebody that could pop. I'm also Allen Robinson. Uh, I'm going to choose just to throw out last season. He was on a bad team. He was in a contract year. I'd, I don't know if he was throwing it in or if he was banged up either way, I'm going to choose to throw it out. And and this isn't a second round pick or a third round pick that you were investing in Allen Robinson last year. We all know it's Cooper cup or Cooper cups offense. He's going to be priority one, two, and three, but Sean McVay, his offense has the ability <clears throat> to have a more than one wide receiver be fantasy relevant. So sixth round, I'm okay. Going with Allen Robinson here. OBJ yeah. coming back. Well, if he does, it's not going to be at the beginning of the season. And so hopefully my thought process is that Allen Robinson will already have made a name for himself. I mean, and to Bradley's point even further, when wide, uh, when uh, Van Jefferson was wide receiver three, I mean, he was still even having games where he was exactly going. now he was hard to roster and hard to play because you couldn't right. predict it. But all that to say is if Allen Robinson is wide receiver two, like you got to got to expect he's going to have some pretty boom games. Couple aging receivers, three of them here, a trifecta. Uh, Adam Thielen, Tyler Lockett, and then the young Darnell Mooney. What are you guys thinking here? I don't I think, think this is all that close for uh, personally. I'm taking AT19, Adam Thielen. Um, I don't, Tyler Lockett's got a new quarterback. I don't think that chemistry is going to be there. Mooney has such an up in the air situation with the Bears offense. Um, Thielen is going to be, his game just isn't predicated on athleticism. It's based on route running near the goal line, and he's been incredible at that. And so I think he's going to continue getting double-digit touchdowns and be able to make that happen. We ain't going to tell AT19 that you didn't call him an athlete there. That's disrespectful. I'm saying as you age, your athleticism slowly depreciates. And so as he ages, I don't think – I think his game will age gracefully like a Larry Fitzgerald is my point. I, okay. I was surprised to hear you say it's not even close. Yeah, me too. I, I, I am as well. So. <laughs> because I, uh, I went with Mooney um, and it was, it's tough to, to pick because Adam Thielen would be my clear number two in this scenario. Um, now I think it's, if you want to take those two and then a tier big tier break, I trust those two way more than I trust Tyler Lockett this year. Um, but with Mooney, I, I think again, similar to the conversation I was just having is in this, at this point, you know, you're trying to find that value at wide receiver. You're trying to buy, find that guy that could really explode. And he is the one out of these three that has, I think the highest ceiling in the sense that he can clearly be their wide receiver one. Now we don't know exactly what fields is going to be yet. We don't know if it, their offense is going to be any good in the slightest. Um, but if he can rely on 
uh, volume um, and then have a couple boom games with some longer touchdowns and things like that. Like I think Mooney has the clearest path to a higher end season. I also have Darnell Mooney here. Um, I think it's a big tier between Adam Thielen and Tyler Lockett after that. But I just love the fact that he's the wide receiver one. There's there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It's it's Darnell Mooney's room. He's going to get peppered with targets because him and Fields have already had this chemistry. And I think he's ultra talented. So I think those three things make it an absolute boom pick here. And Adam Thielen's going to be great. I, I don't deny that. Um, but as far as possibly finishing in the top 12, like Darnell Mooney could. Agreed. So we'll go another quarterback route. Matthew Stafford versus Russell Wilson, Mr. Unlimited. <laughs> that's where I'm, that's where I'm going to side uh, to start this one off. Uh, obviously we saw what Stafford can do and what he can be in that offense. Uh, I think the allure or the unknown of what Russell Wilson could be if he cert- like absolutely gets unleashed. Uh, Cause again, I think I made this point uh, a couple weeks ago was the the worst case scenario is that he's in as much of a run offense as he was last year. Mm-hmm. Best case scenario is that he even gets more unleashed. And I think like that provides even more of a fantasy opportunity for him. Um, and I think to get him in the same range, I mean, I, I don't see a season where he has a worse one than Stafford, if that makes sense. I did, best. I think worst case scenario is that they're right around the same. Now, obviously, if injuries happen or, you know, they play less, less amount of game, whatever it is, um, I just see them being very similar. And I think Russell could take a next step if he is more unleashed and reaches that limited potential. <laughs> Had to get it in there one more time. Uh, Russell Wilson's the pick for me. I have him as my quarterback six. I have Stafford as 12. I think Stafford's going to have a really good NFL season, but I, Russell Wilson, I think has a breakout potential here this year with the new offensive mind. I think there's sky's the limit for Russell Wilson. Totally agree. Um, and I, th- I just, I'm curious how much Nathaniel Hackett's going to allow him to run. Um, I think that's, Coming from the Packers, obviously Aaron Rodgers wasn't a guy who ran a ton, but when he did, he was usually pretty efficient and pretty good at it. So I'm curious if that if they're going to try to turn that dial up with Russell Wilson, try to get you know 30, 40 yards a game, and that adds up quite a bit um, for fantasy uh, difference makers. You went Russell there? Yeah, Josh? sorry, I okay. don't know. <laughs> sorry. No, yeah. I, I, I think sorry, the upside I... for Russell's a lot higher, so that's sure. one for him. One more for either or section. This is kind of a a deep sleeper kind of pick and it's Kadarius Tony or Christian Kirk. I feel pretty good about Christian Kirk in this scenario. I think um, the the Giants drafted a guy in Wondell Robinson, who's more or less brings some similar things to the table that Kadarius Tony does. And Kirk got paid. And so I think they're going to try to make good on that money and give him the ball quite a bit in this scenario i i lean christian kirk but these are two guys that i am going to try to get a decent amount of shares of um just because what you're paying for or what you're paying is not a ridiculous amount and what both of these guys could be is is pretty good i mean if christian kirk ends up wide receiver one in jacksonville i think that could be really solid and obviously much better than where you're drafting him i don't know if he has you know, high end, high end potential, but Tony, we saw what he was in two games. Now, very small sample very, size. Very good. And there was obviously a need at the wide receiver position at, at the time that he was playing. They didn't have a lot of guys healthy. Um, but like, if you're drafting a guy at 125 overall, 
and he he has the potential to be a guy that has that much superstardom like you you're talking about what I was before trying to find that golden ticket of a guy that could connect and there's so much uncertainty there but he he, but again what's your risk reward that you're giving up for guys like that yeah this one was incredibly tough I also sided with Christian Kirk the reason I'm doing that, or I I say that is because the Jacksonville Jaguars proved that they wanted Christian Kirk. They gave him a massive deal, whereas it's literally the exact opposite for the Giants. They already had Kadarius Tony. New management came in. All right, second round pick. We drafted an off-brand Kadarius Tony, I guess you could say, right? Or a similar what Kadarius Tony does. So I don't know if it's hey, we want double the Kadarius Tony, or we don't like Kadarius Tony and we're trying to get rid of him. I think Tony is more talented than Kirk, but you have, you have to, you keep your eye on where the money goes because it matters. They have so many like B minus C plus receivers. They got like Tony Shepard, Galladay, Wandale Robinson, Darius Slayton. That's Jeremy's boy Galladay. Yeah. Watch out. He's at least a B, right? Yeah. Give him that B. Come on now. All right, so we'll transition to uh, our early 2023 awards. Obviously, we have our MVP, our Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, Rookie of the Year. We'll do a couple of them before we take a break, uh, starting with the MVP. Uh, Josh, who's your MVP for the 2023 season? My MVP for the 2023 season is going to be Josh Allen, quarterback for the Buffalo Bills. Wow, look at you. Buffalo Bills going on a limb there. Almost Jeremy, always what's the quarterback. You? Yeah. I have a quarterback. He's a quarterback we've talked about a little bit in terms of the people that he will uh, be performing for and uh, keeping towards the top of our list and our rankings. And that is Justin Herbert. Ooh, Herbert. Yeah. For like the it. Los Angeles Chargers. Go Chargers. Go. Go Chargers. Go. <laughs> Super Bowl champs. Bradley called it two years ago. Yep. Yep. He was a little early. A little <laughs> just early. Ahead, just ahead right. of the ball. Just ahead don't, of the game, baby. Don't worry. All that's going to happen is Chargers are winning the Super Bowl and Drew Locke is going to be an elite quarterback. <laughs> Trend so setter. All, yeah, right. And, and Derrick Henry Bradley is going to fall off the ball. cliff. <laughs> uh, my MVP, um, this should be no surprise to you guys. I'm very high on him. And that is. Anybody, any guessers? I was kind of thinking Russell Wilson, but. Mr. Unlimited. Oh, wow. <laughs> Unlimited. The sky is unlimited. <laughs> Russell Wilson, he is going to be the 2023 MVP. Uh, okay. Let's talk offensive player of the year. Uh, we'll start in the AFC. I'll start. I'm not going to double down on Russell Wilson. If he wins MVP, there's probably a pretty good chance he's winning offensive player of the year. But for the sake of this exercise, uh, I'm going to put a diff- different player. And that's Derrick Henry. Um, I put Derrick Henry there because if the Titans want any success, it's going to have to come on the shoulders of Derrick Henry. I, hey. If it happens, it happens. I'm going JT, Jonathan Taylor. I maybe he's uh, sipping on a little bit of the Kool-Aid from last year, but I think he's definitely sipping on Kool-Aid from last year. (laughs) That's okay. I got got JT. You know, Jeremy has JT too. No, no, I changed changed it. It was going to be JT, but I had another one in mind. Give me one seven in the, the silver and black. Give me Devontae Adams. Change the teams. He made he made the short list for me as well. It's changing teams. He's with his buddy. They're, he's clearly happy. With a better and, quarterback. Oh, it's a significant upgrade. Hey, per, per Devontae. Did you see that he, uh, Aaron Rodgers flew out to Vegas to visit with him? 
Yeah, they were. I think they were golfing or something. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty. That's pretty cute. Maybe yeah, Rogers is joining yeah. LIV too. Uh, <laughs> I like Devontae. I, I think he is. I mean, he's probably wide receiver seven for fantasy, but probably going to win offense play of the year, right, Josh? Yeah, wide receiver seven, Josh. <laughs> uh, let's do NFC offense player of the year. I went. Uh, I went with Debo. I, I what? think no. Yeah, get went, out of here. Get out of here. I'm I done. went with Debo. I it's kind of bold. That's I think terrible. I think it's kind of bold, but I think if he stays there, they're going to do whatever they can to make him happy, and they and I think they're going to do whatever they can to keep him because they would be crazy to let him out the door. He doesn't uh, want to get hit. He doesn't. He doesn't want. want he's got, he's gonna, he, he wants less than last year. Yeah, well, the quarterback Trey Lance will play receiver. <laughs> Debo, <laughs> book it. Man, that didn't make my short list. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> I'm glad you like the Adams. Thing. No, I yeah, I like Adams. Got Josh, what do you think? Oh, I'm thinking Tom Brady. Oh, okay. Okay. I could see that. I got Cooper Cup. I'm continuing to drink that Kool-Aid. I think nice. Uh, question for you guys. I made it maybe you did this exercise wrong. Are we doing 2022 or 2023? Uh 2023. 2023. Okay. What is the best way to predict things that are going to happen in the future? go by what you've seen and by what they've done in the past they if they've been mm. able to do it in the past they're able to do it in the future baby mm. book it okay well let's take a break and then we'll talk about the rest of the awards when we come back hi guys this is jeremy becker from the fourth and a mile podcast just wanted to thank you guys for tuning in and remind you to follow us on twitter at fourth and a mile pod that's fourth and a mile pod Thanks, guys. And now back to the sports. All right. We are back in to the fourth and a mile podcast. We got the second half of our show here. We're going to kick it off with uh, defense player of the year starting for the AFC. Uh, Jeremy, who are you going with for uh, DPOI? I went with Miles Garrett from the Cleveland Browns. That's a good one. Uh, I'll just be quick. That's who I have as well. I think he's poised for a big year. If they want success, they're going to need their defense to play really, really well. Speaking of needing your defense to perform well to have success, we're going to have TJ Watt ball out. Again. Back to back, huh? We are really sipping last year's 2022 NFL Awards. Back to back. You've heard it here from Josh. You're not going to like my next. All right, go for it. Go for it. NFC, who do you got, Josh? Aaron Donald, baby. How can he not? He's the best player in football. Really? I don't think that's a bold take at all. He's the best. At his position in yeah, okay, that yeah. yes, yes, that we all agree with that he's not the best player in football. You think you ah! all right, we're gonna stop our award segment. You think Aaron Donald's <laughs> the best player in a quarterback driven league? No, I'm saying like no, you said it. Okay, at what he does, I think no, he is the best of not okay, is gonna be. Jeremy, did he not say he is the best player in football? I don't think that's bold. I genuinely don't think that's bold. So are you are you you staying with it or are you going somewhere else? No, I'm going to Aaron Donald. So if you were okay, good good for you. Bad take. I also go with Aaron Donald as well for defensive player of the year. I went with Micah Parsons. Really? I do like that one. I do like that one. He's gonna take another uh, a big step forward. He is so good. He's a freak. Let's talk rookies. Offensive rookie of the year. What do we have for offensive rookie of the year? I went Drake London. This I, one, this one. Let's just say this one's probably the the toughest one because typically easily. this is a quarterback, quarterback 
driven and we there might not be a quarterback that starts so this one this one could go anyway so drake london for josh i went drake london as well i went garrett wilson um i think a receiver has the next best chance um outside of the quarterbacks so i I don't hate the drake london i think he's probably going to be the one on their team so i also feel similar about wilson including brady in case you're listening yeah uh defensive rookie of the year aiden hutchinson I was going to say, I, I think I know for sure Bradley and I are going to have that same answer because I had Aiden Hutchinson as well. I did not. Oh, can I? Uh, you have Walker? Yeah, go, ahead, go ahead, guess. Go ahead, guess. I, can have I been, <laughs> the look on your have face. I, have I been a Trayvon Walker since this I don't know. I thought you might have been going against Gave, Kayvon, Thibodeau, KT. Oh, nope. Oh. I went George Karloftis. Really? I, I kind of I like that. I like yeah. that. I wanted to be on a good team. Like, I wanted to go with Logan Hall really, really bad, but I think he's just—I think he's just going to be a spot player. Where I think Karloftis will be a three-down player, and and I like that because I think he has the chance to be as effective as some of these other guys. But he's going to be on a good team, and people are going to be talking about their team. And there's something to be said about that. Is like if he's on a good team, there's good players around him, right? So he's better apt for success than Aiden Hutchinson. Where guess what? everyone's focusing on where Hutch is like, it's not to say he's not going to be successful, but like he is going to be the center point of that defensive line for the Detroit lions. All this talk is helping me for my next answer for the next question. So I'm loving this. Would you like to give? Oh yeah. So yeah, for comeback player of the year, I have Allen Robinson receiver for the Rams. Great pick. I, I do have a question for you. Um, just be, for my for my own good, you picked Miles Sanders over Allen Robinson, didn't you? Yeah, it doesn't mean he can't be comeback player of the year too. He had a horrible year last year, horrible. So you have to have something to come back from. Well, I mean, if he if he catches for seven hundred fifty yards, he's not winning comeback player of the year. Good. No, he's no, not. <laughs> no, you have to have like good. a really good season. Mine is Christian McCaffrey. Mine is Derrick Henry. Okay. I like that one. I'm all in. All in on that. Yeah, that's your offensive player of the year right there. He is, he is, he is. But I think CMC is going to have a really good year. I thought about putting him for offensive player of the year for the NFC. He's going to ball. Coach of the year. Um, I'll go with uh, Brandon Staley, Los Angeles Chargers. Elite coach. That is who I have as well. You guys aren't going to like mine. Don't. If you say LaFleur, you can leave. I'm going to say LaFleur. Are you actually why cram me up a cram hole the floor? <laughs> what a perfect time to pull that quote. Yes, yeah, it's a deep because cut. if they win, if they, they win, they won't fourteen games. If they do, 14. I think he'll finally get some credit for that with like losing a piece like Devontae. I think ultimately, I think he does get credited as being a good coach. But I think when you're talking about the coach of the year, you're talking about that upper echelon. Everyone likes to go, well, he has Rodgers. How crazy is it going to be when they win 14 games and they have to play a road playoff game because the Vikings won 16 games, according to Colin Coward? <laughs> That's so stupid. Colin Coward's <laughs> Vikings are doubling their wins? What an idiot. Did he actually said yeah. He said Vikings have a chance to double their wins, and they won eight games last year. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> 16 games. That is insane. Did you guys see Adam Ranks on NFL Network? He had – he yeah, Vikings at like seven and ten, and the Bears were ten and seven. I was like, all right, <laughs> yeah. well, you lost all credibility because the Bears have a bottom three roster in the NFL. But that's neither here nor there. 
All right. So our new segment, uh, we're calling it Off the Chains. Um, So with uh, our podcast being fourth in a mile, we're just going to debut this new segment. It's essentially a bold takes section. One of our listeners said, hey, this would be a good segment for you guys to add into your podcast. And I totally agree. So each of us are going to give a a bold take. And essentially, we're going to rank it on our our beloved spice meter. Zero meaning it's not a bold take. Ten being it's, it's very spicy. So example, Bradley's the best host, fourth in a mile podcast. Josh and Jeremy both score that as a one because it's not a spicy take. Um, so who wants to debut this? I'll, I'll go. Okay. Um, so I talked about a world where Keenan Allen is not the wide receiver one on his team in terms of uh, fantasy production. Mm-hmm. And, and that is because Mike Williams is going to be the wide receiver one on their team and finish as a top eight uh, wide receiver at the position. Four. I like four. I think that's, I think that's a good take. I think it's very reasonable. Um, Mike Williams, there's a lot of people in the fantasy industry that have him ranked above Keenan Allen. I'm not there yet, but I I could see where it happens. I'll pick four. My take or my off the chains is that the Vikings have the number one overall fantasy wide receiver and number one overall fantasy running back. Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook both finish as number one in their uh, positions. Eight. I don't know how many times that's happened in the history of the NFL, but it can't be very often because usually no. if one guy's popping off, it's going to just take opportunity from the other. I'll give it a seven just because like, I don't know. It sounds bold, but it also at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised if it happened. Yeah. I think, I think Justin Jefferson is wide receiver two preseason right now, as far as like fantasy rankings and Delvin cook has to be hovering around that four to six range. I'm guessing you're yep. three to six. So it's possible. All right. <laughs> I don't like this. I don't like that. Josh is laughing. I immediately got my 10 ready. The Lions finish above the Packers in the division this year. Oh my gosh. That's I like the I like the I like the Lions. There. I'd like the mojo going to the Lions right now. And I think the Packers are pointing down. So you you think it's Vikings, Lions, Packers, huh? I don't I'm just hey, I'm it's spicy. Muy, muy picante. And uh where are those bears at? <laughs> They, they 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 on the four they they last i'm glad i'm glad that the packers could still finish above them what uh what are you ranking that jeremy uh, 20 <laughs> insanity <laughs> uh, i think the lions have a good team like to be honest with you i think they need a quarterback still but like i think they're significantly better than the bears i would agree with that not josh's but i would agree with that yeah. All right. Our uh, beloved one's got to go here. We're going to talk about picking at the 112 201 turn here. This is super and, interesting. And so there's a bunch of different strategies you can do. Essentially, we have five different strategies. Um, obviously, the first one being taking a running back, running back at 12, and then 201. Then the second one being running back, wide receiver. Third being wide receiver, wide receiver, running back, tight end, and then wide receiver, tight end. So what do you think is when we say one's got to go, this is the one you are for sure not doing all the other ones you could see yourself doing. I don't want to go first. I I want you to go first. I don't. Okay. It's going to, it's going to sound very bold, but I just don't think the value is there on late in the first and early in the second to go running back, running back. That is my one. That's got to go for me. Really? 
Yeah, that is I, the one you would be least likely to do. I, at, at the one twelve, I just don't like. I I think all the top end running backs. So you're just getting like running back like eight and nine, and then by the time you have to wait all the way back, you don't have that position advantage of having these awesome receivers or tight ends or what have you, and you still need to play catch up with those other positions. You don't like the idea of taking like DeAndre Swift and Elvin Kamara at one twelve two oh one. I think when it actually comes closer to draft season, they're not going to be there. At we're, talk, one. we're talking uh, June 12th right now, and that's where they are right now. Well, with those names, I I would like that. I'm just saying I don't think once it gets to the time in which people are drafting that those names are going to be available at 112 and 201. I, I got nothing to say. Um, I, that was, for, for, for me, honestly, that was the that one and running back wide receivers are for sure staying. Um, those those when I pick at that spot, I know I'm taking a running back, running back, or running back wide receiver most often. For me, the one that has to go is wide receiver, tight end. I, I don't really see Ooh. a world where I don't pick a running back, and if I don't pick a running back, I'm taking two receivers. I am in the same boat. I I would not feel great um, having wide receiver, tight end, just personally, and yep. then having to wait you know, how, however many picks now until I'm up again. And now that's going to be my running back one. Like, I just, I don't feel great about that. I, man. So I had it ranked wide receiver, wide receiver, running back one, running back, tight end two. You value the, the tight end position. that I much? just think that the positional like advantage that you have, you have to have advantages somewhere. And if you're at one you're not having an advantage at running back more often than not. And so getting a top end producer, a top, you know, getting a uh, Mark Andrews maybe is the tight end one this year. So getting him at potentially 112 and then like a really great um, wide out, like let's say Justin Jefferson at 201. Like I think that you're getting positional advantages while you're still working on filling guy like running backs later in rounds that you're not going to have that advantage. I want to see a mock draft right now. <laughs> I, we can I do it. Hey, we can, let's do one right after this. It'd be fun. <laughs> I, I don't think tight ends score enough for me to be like, all right, yep, that 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 value is is there. And and I don't know if I feel, you know, two years ago, you knew no matter what, Travis Kelsey is going to be the tight end one. That's a decent. I like that argument. I don't it's, know. It's a little ambiguous I, with who's the one. I don't I, feel I like if that. I I know that that's you know solidified anymore. Plus, if you say it's Andrews, I don't even know like there's a world where he takes a step back to like tight end three. Like certainly. I so, so to like swing on a tight end one there that ends up being tight end three, maybe even tight end. Four, like that's a huge miss in my opinion. Okay. I can definitely hear that take. Well, that wraps up this episode of fourth and mile. Thank you so much for joining us. Go deep and we'll see you.